Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. And once again, this is the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. Hey, that's, that's the first sound of rock splitting politics in 2024. And welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we've got an exciting part two of the show. We, uh, during the Christmas break, the holiday season, we had Daphne Barack and Bill Goodnasty on in a very good interview go back if you missed uh, Daphne's part she was part one and today Bill Gunasty is going to be part two as the power couple from Hollywood and they've been our guest uh, many times here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics but they have an insider's view in so many ways being personal friends of uh, Donald Trump and being personal friends of uh, the Kennedy family and they are actually hosting a birthday bash for RFK Jr. out in California coming up uh, in January. So he'll have his 70th birthday party. He's the youngest of, if you look at Trump and Biden, if they win their respective uh, nominations for the Democrat and Republican Party, that'll make RFK Jr. look like a young whippersnapper at 70 years old. How about that? You remember back when Ronald Reagan is hit 70 and everybody wondered if he's too old to be the president of the United States? Well, all the liberal media was very concerned about it back then. You don't hear them saying much about it now. Uh, some things never change, do they? Some people just want to tear down and never build up. And that's the mainstream media. That's why you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And let me just tell you that... Uh, well, as I hear, maybe we heard something from last year. Let's take a listen real quick. Well, that was 2023. That's some of you, everyone in America singing. And if you like it or not, 2023 is gone. And like it or not, 2024 has begun. And it's going to unfold unlike anything we've ever seen before in a presidential election year. How does it unfold? No one knows. I was just telling you about What's happening with RFK Jr. being uh, independent? Is he going to cause uh, 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 just a upheaval in the presidential race because he's independent? Will he be like Ross Perot and be a spoiler? Or does the Kennedy name 
invite Democrats who are dissatisfied with someone they know and the whole nation knows Joe Biden's too old to be president of the United States. We don't even know who's running the country. But if he keeps on as the uh, nominee of the Democratic Party, how many Democrats will look to a Kennedy and uh, RFK Jr.? I mean, the Kennedy name is synonymous with, uh, with, with the Democratic Party. So will RFK Jr. be able to get a lot of Democrats and Republicans in his camp? We have a lot to talk about. So I got Bill Ganasty here, and he's husband of uh, uh, Daphne Barack. We had her last week, and 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 they've uh, they were just about to get uh, moving to a trip uh, over in Europe when they uh, agreed to do this interview. And I'm very very happy to say for our listeners you've got a real treat for some insight here from bill ganasty and i can say uh, i may not always agree with everything uh daphne says or bill but that's what i love about podcasting and the free speech in america and we need people who will not be afraid to speak their mind and that's how ideas come together that's why that's why one stone sharpens another it says in the book of proverbs and we need this we need a place and that's why i'm glad you're coming to doc holiday's rock splitting politics so that you can hear voices and you need to hear this voice so uh here's here's bill ganasty welcome to doc holiday's rock splitting politics bill we uh we got bill ganasty on he's been on before several times always offers an insight that we you won't hear on the mainstream media of what's going on uh, of course his uh, wife is a uh, daphne barack and i just want to start out with saying bill you're one of the most amazing men i know on the face of the earth because you know so much about so many countries so uh thank you for coming back on the show thank you for the compliment it's always good to be with you because you say nice things about me okay well <laughs> <laughs> to keep coming on the show no i i'm just uh, i appreciate the friendship we've developed and uh we do want to talk we'll get right into it bill I, I, there's so much going on in this world uh across the globe and i know you're about to be traveling some but tell me about first you know let's let's look at gaza and israel the middle east you know it, it can be a powder keg of, uh, when you got missiles flying around that turn into World War Three, or how, how do you see what's going on in uh, Gaza? Since I was last on this show a few months ago, and I began, I added one more uh, platform to what I do. And as you know, I write right now on Daily Mail every month. I started to write one, now it is 18 months in a row, and I'm writing they're a political article. And, you know, Daily Mail is on the left side of the aisle. Uh, I am on the right side of the aisle. And uh, despite that, you know, they, they tell me what to, what to say, what they would like to hear, what their audience is expecting, in a sense, rightly so. And as you know, Daily Mail is one of the biggest papers. So they will give yeah. their opinion. I will say yes. Then at the end, we come back. And I, I tell them all together something different, that what they expected, what their audience are uh, is audience, their audience expected to hear. 
or what they are used to be fed. Uh, so, and then I make a great ratings on this uh, on this Daily Mail, which is the world's most read paper by hundred million people. And so, eighteen months in a row, and I told them, look, I have a different view of everything, like you say, you put it at the beginning, because I don't see it how the rest of the world is seeing it. And they say, well, people are reading you. You are making the big ratings for our paper. Please continue. Write as you wish. Really? So my next article is coming in the next two days. And they couldn't print this article previously. They tried. I had given them another version of it. They couldn't print it because I am not talking what everybody else is talking. So basically... To summarize it, to my mind, is two things. One is Israel is committing suicide. The other one is America is committing suicide. I mean, we are both two two countries together. They are committing suicide in 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 that area with what they are doing. And I wrote one of my articles in the Substack. That's where I started to write three months ago, four months ago. Now I have 150 of them. And I said, look, on 7 October, we were mourning for Israelis. But now the world is mourning for Palestinians. And Hamas or Palestinians were the, uh, they committed the atrocious murders on 7 October. But now everybody is talking about the atrocious murders of Israelis. Public opinion is reversed. And everything is going down the drain. Now America is saying to Bill, Clinton, uh, Bill uh, Blinken is saying to Israeli counterparts, finish this thing off by so-and-so date. Why is he saying that? Because America is in a tough shape right now. It cannot support Israel uh, any longer. That's the truth. Because you cannot fight. We couldn't fight. We, America, when we had a hegemony, right? When we controlled the world, when we had the 40% of the world economy at the height of our times in the 20th century, we, we couldn't fight two and a half war. You know, we had a two and a half war uh, theory. We couldn't fight two and a half war then. We, we never wished to fight a two and a half war. Right now with Biden administration, we are in the process of getting ourselves ready into a three and a half war. And we don't have the resources of when we control the 40% of the uh, world economy. Now we are controlling only 15% of the world economy. And we are trying to fight a uh, three and a half war instead of two and a half war uh, that they couldn't fought at that time. So the point is, this is our mess. That, that's the mess. You, we are fighting a war in Ukraine. Ukraine is not fighting the war. We are making Ukraine fight the war. Now we are making Israel fight the war uh, for us. And we cause these problems. I mean, uh, Israel's problem is our problem. Uh, we left Israel alone. Why nobody attacked Ukraine uh, or Israel uh, why there was no 7 October when there was Donald Trump? Why there is one when there is Biden? 
some they made I mean this administration made something wrong something incredibly wrong I mean 10 million refugees or Ukrainians now what Israel is going through is not Israel's problem I mean you can blame Israel for all you want for all the whatever they did you know it is debatable but you have to blame America for what's happening in Ukraine and Israel unfortunately I say it they both become sacrificial lambs in the hands of this 46 46 administration that's how I see the view a problem well uh, Bill what uh, and you put a lot out there and and I know some people disagree some people but you, you putting out the truth in the way you see it that makes people think. Now, one of uh, my uh, uh, inside, I guess, whatever you want to call uh, uh, people talking about in Ukraine, and they have been in uh, Kiev, and they said in Kiev, you know, people are eating in restaurants, going out, and and it was almost like there wasn't a war going on, and and they felt like it's. As long as America kept sending money, they would send the other people fighting that, you know, the ones who were in Kiev or in the in the power structure, they get the money coming in. And you can't tell me in, a, in such a corrupt government like Ukraine has that we're not minting millionaires. And, and, and if we don't know, if we don't do an audit on the money, if we don't know where it's going, yes, it's going for war materials. But there's a lot more. There's billions of dollars going to support Ukraine's economy. And I want to know how many millionaires we're minting, or, or if we're doing that. By, by that, I mean people, who, uh, corrupt people in Ukraine taking American aid and, and becoming millionaires. Is that happening? I don't know, but I would like to know. Uh, but that sounds like uh, we pump in billions and billions for their economy, not... So I won't know who's getting it. And if we can't get an audit, I don't know if I want to support anymore. We need to have an audit of where that money's going. Well, why why did we start these wars? Ukraine Ukraine did not start the war against Russia. And Russia did not attack Ukraine uh, without being uh, antagonized. What who wants the war? I mean, Russia doesn't want doesn't want to invade any other country unless it's poked. We poked it. These are Warsaw Pact. Warsaw Pact belonged to Soviet Union. And they disintegrated. They became independent. Then, what did we say? Come join NATO. And Russia in 1992, Putin, went to Bill Clinton. He, he said, now that there is no more Soviet Union, there is a Russian Federation. A year passed, 1991 to 92. Why don't you guys take me into NATO if you want to have a comprehensive security thing? I'd like to be part of NATO, too. Putin asked this question to Bill Clinton, 92. And Bill Clinton laughed at him. Laughed. And then when we turned and started to bring Bulgaria, Romania, Ukraine, uh, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, whoever, all those Eastern uh, Europeans into NATO, starting with Germany, East Germany, right? right? So, and then we left Russia out. So you explain to me 
whose problem is this? Who created this problem? Okay, today, your, to answer your questions, why should... There are lots of millionaires, probably lots of people are making money from the war, because during the war, somebody makes money, somebody dies. That's what it is. So poor slobs are dying, and they don't know why they are dying. But in the meantime, lots of people are making money, and we don't know who they are. You will never know who they are. And so, but we can always look at it, who has done and brought us to this level. From my perspective, there are two sacrificial lambs because two people are losing blood right now. It was Ukrainians primarily, forget the aggressors. Now it was Israelis, now it became Palestinians. And uh, the point is, uh, tons of money is going to Israel, tons of money going to Ukraine. And they need a lot more of that. This war is not going to end. There is no peace resolution, neither in Ukraine, neither in Israel. They cannot resolve this problem when you have that many people died, right? Well, Bill, you are right. We, we need a peace proposal. We, we need peace. But uh, this administration has drug us in these wars, when I say us, so we're not officially in the war but of course we're fighting proxy wars now so let me uh, I know we need to talk about politics so in just a minute I want to ask you about uh, the political scene in the presidential race bill but first let me remind our viewers we're, we're speaking with Bill Ganasty uh, one half of the power couple of uh, Daphne Barack and Bill Ganasty and we had uh, Daphne on last week's show make sure you go and hear her uh, interview. That's part one. Bill is part two uh, this week's show. And also, let me remind you before we get to Bill, as you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net, that Doc Holliday has a novel out, not only one novel, it's two novels out. It's a series, and it's called Hatchy. Hatchy the series. The first book is Hatchy, Keeper of the Secret. Second book is called Hatchy. The Golden Chalice. And you can go to hatchybooks.com, H-A-T-C-H-I-E, hatchybooks.com, and uh, you can order it, find out more about it. You can get the first chapters free if you want to do that. Get on our email list so you know what's going on in the book series. But go to hatchybooks.com. And we're also glad to tell you if, if you have uh, ever thought you're paying too much for your uh, medical insurance <laughs> there is a way to get help so just go to the website web talk radio look up the the notes uh, introductory notes for this show and there is a site that you can get you can just plug in the oldest person in your household's birthday and you can get a quote of how much money you could save uh, going through a new uh, a new way of getting your health care. All right? So check that out. Go to the website. Uh, go, just go right there and check that out. Now, uh, Bill, <laughs> the election is coming up. And I know you wrote an article you, uh, in uh, the Daily Mail, and you talked about uh, Donald Trump and how strong he was a while back. Uh, can Tell us what you think about this 2024 presidential election. Well, 
when I wrote that article uh, about, let's say, six months ago, and again, Daily Mail came and, you know, they said, well, look, he's going down in polls. Why don't you write something to that effect so that people, you know, get your perspective? So I said, sure, he's going down the polls. Let's look at it, whatever it is. So when I start writing, I don't know what is going to come up at the end. I wrote it was positive for Trump. I ended up arguing that Trump is by far much better than he was in 2016 uh, based on that, whatever the analogy I made. It, I didn't decide to write like this. It came out like this. At that time, there was no JFK Jr. in our lives, so I was comparing those two, and I disqualified uh, DeSantis and everybody else easily because that's, there's no race. If there's Trump and Biden... And what happened in 2020 elections, it's a black and white. Trump is going to win by far uh, the election in 2024 if he's alive, if he's not in prison, you know, all those things aside, he's going to win it outright because people cannot be suckered twice. Yeah. We were suckered once as Americans, whether Democrats or Republicans. Uh, also, Democrats who voted don't want to vote to Biden at this time. Now, when JFK Jr. showed up, we met him. We didn't know. We know 35 other Kennedys there for a long time. We didn't know Robert. Okay. I sat, we sat, Daphne, me, and Robert, we sat three of us in his home. There was nobody else. And Daphne wanted to know who he is. After five minutes, ten minutes, I said, Daphne, this is this is as good as anything, apple pie. Yeah. Robert, I'm okay with him. Why? Because he was a, he was appealing to silent majority. He was not radical on the left. He wasn't radical on the right. He was a decent, common sense, intelligent lawyer. He's a human being, simple American, common sense, like you and I would be because we don't have any other ambition other than to live our own life. Yeah. That's what he was. I said, hey, I like this guy. So Daphne says, I like him too. The point is, we are not the only two who are saying this ever since we met him. Uh, my last article, when they couldn't publish my Israeli article, now they are publishing it this time, hopefully in two days. They said, can you write something about Robert? And, and then the premise was that now that he is independent, he is going to join when the time comes back to the Democratic Party and finish it up like this. I said, sure, let's try to write it. Yeah. So when I start writing it, I came out with the conclusion based on the facts that no, the fact that he decided to become independent is actually going to hurt the incumbent, who is Biden. How did I come to this decision? I said, hey, Theodore Roosevelt, Ross Perot, and Ralph Nader, they were independent and each time the incumbent lost. Yep. So because Robert is independent, 
he has to win. That's one of the arguments. The other argument is Ted Kennedy and Jesse Jackson did not choose to become independent. They stayed in the Democrat Party. They challenged the incumbent inside the party and Democratic machine killed them. I am not saying this. Ted Kennedy complained. Jesse Jackson complained four years later. It was the Democratic machine that prevented him winning against the incumbent inside the Democrat Party. So I said, what a smart guy this Robert RFK Jr. is. He must have known this fact that I just found out that he had to be independent to, to pose the real challenge to the Democrat incumbent Biden. Then poll came up. Polls are polls. And he gets one-third of the independents, one-third of the women, one-third of black. There is no Democrat president. There is no, no Democrat candidate that became president when they didn't win 60% of these blacks or uh, independents or women. A Republican candidate always won a presidency with 30% black, independent, and woman. So, what does it tell you, this tally? It's a simple arithmetic. Robert doesn't have to take 20% of the word. If he can, with the 5%, 4% of the word, he can prevent a Democrat becoming the next president. And as he's doing a favor for the Democrats, taking him out of his misery, yeah. and he's, he's doing a favor for the rest of America, taking him out of his misery, because he's an elderly gentleman, Biden. He was not supposed to be president. They used him, and actually they abused him. Whoever pushed him forward for their own dirty deeds. This guy doesn't have the faculties as a president of our president, right? We respect all our presidents, but unfortunately, we are all laughing at him. We don't want to laugh at him, but we are all laughing at him, and we are not the only one who are laughing at him. Why do we do this? Why do we cause this elderly ab abuse against Biden? I'm not a Democrat. I don't like Democrats. But how come we are putting an American, whether Democrat or Republican, into such an uh, abusive situation? We are abusing him. So Robert actually is doing a favor for America for ending the misery of poor Biden. Now... Now he is going to have a fair chance to win it against Trump if he puts up a good campaign. Bill, that was my question. Do you think RFK Jr. can uh, get enough support from the country without being a part of a party? I know it's very hard. Nobody's really done it. I mean, Perot didn't do it, and uh, Roosevelt didn't do it. Teddy Roosevelt didn't. So, Look, we have Las Vegas. People gambled. Yeah. Then we have elections. There is reason why the elections are very important thing in our lives. That is that there is reason why Las Vegas became such a high profile place in the middle of a desert, right? right. There is an attraction to it. So not until the election day on November 3rd at night, not the November 4th like it has it was on the uh, uh, 2020 we are not going to know who won it so the odds on favorite is trump 
right now based on these statistics and information. However, when even these odds, there is no 100%, there is no 1,000% guarantee on anything. There is always some sort of a minimal chance that the odds can favor, the other horse can win. The last horse can win, become the first, right? Anything can happen. That's why there's always a race. There is always the finish line. There's until the fat lady sings, they say, right? right. So not, not until then, it's not over. Otherwise, why do we hold an election? Why do we gamble? Go win the bid uh, based on the odds, right? What is it? So the point is, there is a chance that Robert can become the 47th president. And based on those numbers of, I just mentioned, women and uh, blacks and the uh, independence itself, he's, he's polling pull, uh, one third of the other candidates. So he has he's a fair chance there. Now, to, uh, to answer your question is, uh, I know that Robert is working to get on the ballot on all the states yeah. as an independent. It is a task, and they are doing a diligent work. I know that. And so they are uh, they are good at it. That's their priority. And the next priority is to uh, win the win the donors, big donors, so that they give him an enough chance to get his message out in terms of advertisements, right? Yeah. So that's why we as an American, Daphne and I, we are there, you know. Yeah. We supported Trump on 15 June, you know, 2015, when he came down the steps of the in his, uh, in his place on Fifth Avenue. Everybody called us crazy. No, we said, here's a brave American, Donald Trump and Melania, coming down. We will support him because he's telling black and white what he's for. It makes sense. We supported him. Everybody called us crazy. But nobody was calling us crazy on 8 October, uh, 8 November, yeah. when the results came. Right. We were the smartest people. And that's why... Those who, uh, whoever likes us, loves us so much. So now we, we met Robert. We said, hey, we need somebody who is accepted, could be acceptable to both sides of the aisle. Because there is so much bickering going on. There is so much toxicity. You know, let's not put blame on anybody. Both sides are doing what they need to do, what they think is right, right? Democrats and Republicans. So let's find it good, viable candidate. So we said, here is a good, viable candidate with a good name and good, you know, lots of good stuff about him. He has a good smile, good handshake, and he has a great wife. They make a great couple. They have a very beautiful family. You know, we met uh, family members. This is a good, wholesome American family like JFK presented us that we were all proud of, right? Yes, you're right. Uh, you're, you're very right, Bill. And I'm so glad you've uh, uh, given your opinion and your insights, which are so valuable compared to uh, people around the country. Very few people have the, have the inside uh, 
uh, position that you and Daphne have in so many places, not only here in America, but internationally. And so we respect the fact that you're willing to come on Doc Holliday's Rock Split and Politics. And I know you got like 100 million people around the world who read your work. And we are glad to have you here. And we welcome you back anytime. And uh, I hope maybe get out to the birthday bash for RFK Juniors out there in California. And that'll be coming up here in January. And I appreciate uh, the insight. And thank you, Bill. Thank you, Daphne, for being on. And this concludes part two of our interview with the power couple from Hollywood, Bill uh, Ganasty and his wife, Daphne Barak. And next week, we have a great show coming up with someone who's running for the United States Senate. And he is a, you, you ever see the movie Top Gun <laughs> with Tom Cruise? Well, he is a Top Gun pilot. Was uh, at, at the height of his uh, career. He was the Top Gun pilot. He's worked in the Pentagon. And now he's re uh, retired from the Marine Corps. But he's coming on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Uh, former Colonel Gannon Burton. And he has some uh, fresh views and insights that you don't want to miss. So we'll have him on next week. See you then. This is Sheriff David Clark, and you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.